Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me on my podcast, where I release two new episodes every single week. Mondays, you can expect to hear from me overcoming a personal obstacle or challenge or an aha moment. And on Wednesdays, I love interviewing others who have overcome obstacles, leveraged adversity, and share their stories with you to inspire and motivate you to keep going and know that no matter what, it's all about your mind over matter. The fact that you ended up on my podcast means you are on your own self-development journey. I want to offer you, if you are ready to level up and take it a step further and deep dive to figure out how to get yourself unstuck or overcome your own obstacles, or you just need some guidance and new perspective, I offer one-on-one coaching. Please visit my website directly at heatherhakes.com, fill out the form, and let's hop on a call. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 205. This week's guest is sharing all about the power of gratitude and how manifesting and gratitude go hand in hand. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on Julie Boyer. Julie, welcome. Hi, Heather. Give the listeners a little background. Where are you from and what do you do? Well, I actually have the honor to live in one of the most beautiful places in the world. I live on Vancouver Island. So there's actually an island off the coast of Vancouver, Canada. And I get to live on this beautiful island. Uh, My family and I moved here about a year ago. I uh, live, uh, I share home with my parents, actually. I'm married, I have a daughter who's nine, and I homeschool and run our business from home. And what I do for business is I'm a writer, a speaker, and a consultant. And I talk about the things I'm most passionate about, which includes uh, nutrition, digestion, detox, and most of all, as the beautiful sign behind me says, I love to talk about my passion for gratitude. Yes. And we actually happen to be recording in November, which I love this time of year. I I believe the holiday season, it's we're stepping into gratitude and kindness and helping others. And I, I wish we could package the holiday season and sprinkle it all year round because can you imagine what the world would be like living in a state of gratitude all of the time? Well, considering my business is called Wake Up With Gratitude, that is exactly my vision is I just, I dream of a world where everyone simply wakes up and gives thank you for the gift of another day because tomorrow isn't promised because we don't know what's going to happen. You know, we don't know whether we're going to get the chance to uh, share our gifts with the world every single day. And I love what you said about the holiday season too. Um, I have like a love dislike relationship with the Thanksgiving season because yes, it puts everyone in this beautiful state of gratitude and kindness and love. And then it disappears. Like you said, I really would love that, that Thanksgiving spirit to really continue throughout the year instead of just being a once a year reminder to sit at the table and be grateful. Let's do that. You know, every single time we sit down at the table. I actually want to share real quick. I saw a video yesterday that currently seems to be going viral, and I'm so glad this kind of content would go viral. But it's this man who's married, so he has his wife. They have two young kids, and literally everything is packaged in wrapping paper with a bow. And and so they're at the breakfast table, and he's so excited and opens a box, and they have breakfast. And the kid brings over his briefcase, and he's like, oh, my God, I have a job. And he goes out, and he has a car, and he's excited Mm -hmm. that he has shoes. Like, I think everything... 
that we're all just so used to in passing, we should be so completely grateful for everything. I agree. And that's why for me, like I start my day with a simple mantra, which is thank you for this gift of another day and the opportunity to be of service to others and to make a difference in this world. And it really is that simple. Thank you for the breath that I have today. You know, thank you that I turn on a tap and there's clean drinking water. I mean, that's a real thing for a billion people don't have access to clean drinking water that we take for granted every time we turn on a tap or turn on the shower, or even flush a toilet, which is clean drinking water that we're flushing, right? So I love that video. I've seen it a bunch of times. It's been going around for a couple of years. Around Thanksgiving, it always kind of comes back. But it's that it's so easy to take for granted so many of the simple things that many, many billions of people around the world do not have access to even just having a vehicle that you can drive. I mean, that is a very small percentage of the world who actually has their own vehicle. What I really want to dive in today is, is experiences that you shared with me from your past. And so having gratitude through trauma and loss and how gratitude and manifesting go hand in hand. So let's first talk about gratitude. You know, life is happening for you, not to you and, and how you, we're able to find gratitude in traumatic events. So one of the things I really encourage people is to start a gratitude practice while things are going well, because life is going to show up in ways that are very challenging and it's going to be different for every single person. But what I know for sure is the SHIT is going to hit the fan at some point for all of us. And we don't know what it's going to look like. And we can't really prepare ahead of time for how we're going to deal with trauma when it does happen in our own lives. And so starting a daily gratitude practice today is what actually builds up that muscle so that when things don't work out, you actually have a way to get through it. So for me, um, I started my really consistent gratitude practice uh, in 2011. I had the opportunity to hear a gentleman named Sean Aker speak. And he wrote a book called The Happiness Advantage. He also has a great TED Talk that you can listen to. And what he talked about is changing our habits in 21 days. And he suggested writing a gratitude journal. Now, I'd written in a gratitude journal before, but I hadn't been able to really keep the habit going. So what he said that really caught my attention was, in your journal, you're going to write uh, three things specifically that you are grateful for uh, on that day. So you're actually going to write down today... What was I grateful for specifically for today? So um, I'm so happy and grateful that I am home safe and sound after my trip to Iceland. I know you just went to Iceland and I can I just came back from Montreal, but being home safe and sound, I am so happy and grateful that um, I, there were no delays on my flights and I had excellent service. So really specific to that day. So I started doing that right away. And um, you you mentioned at the beginning, we're going to talk a little bit about manifesting as well. And that's actually a part of my whole gratitude story that leads to how I dealt with trauma is that before I dealt with trauma in my life, I actually um, did something really cool with my gratitude practice. So I started writing a fourth gratitude intention. So I write in the present tense, something that I was grateful for that had yet to manifest on the physical plane. Mm. So what I did was there was a business school that had been evading me for a really long time. And I decided to write that as my fourth gratitude intention. So 
giving thanks for something that had yet to happen. And 12 weeks after I started writing it, it actually came true. Like I accomplished this really challenging business goal. So that was really cool. Like that, you know, I, I started to figure this gratitude thing, like it, it works, it manifests the stuff that you love, right? Can you give an example of that? Because I hear you, but for those maybe newer to a gratitude practice, what does that mean to write it in the present tense? I understand what you're saying, that you already have it. Yeah. Give an example. Sure. So let's say uh, right now you're at a job that you don't love, okay? And you want to manifest a job that you love and that you're passionate about, or even, you know, I know you talk a lot about this, is that transition from work to your passion, business, and entrepreneurship. So gratitude intention looks like this. You want to be clear and concise with your words, and you want to speak in the present tense. So I am truly grateful that every day I get to wake up and do work that I am super passionate about. It can be as simple as that. Um, I've done it both ways where it's that simple or it gets super specific as well. So I specifically uh, talked about a particular advancement goal that I was going for in my business. I was very clear about, I wanted to achieve something called a goal director in my business. And I was like very clear about being so happy and grateful now that I am at this particular level. So very specific, clear language. And you repeat this um, every night. So the three specific things change, but the one that you're working on manifesting stays the same. And so we can relate this to finances, relationships. I mean, those are big ones for a lot of people. And I, I truly understand the importance of being specific because you feel like I'm truly happy and grateful now that I have more money. You could get $1 and that's That's more money. So I'm so happy and grateful now that I have 10,000 more dollars or whatever it may be. And then have you used this gratitude manifestation practice when it comes to relationships? (laughs) I sure have. I love it because I've used it in so many different ways, which is very cool as you can specifically choose how to do it. So uh, that is actually how I ended up manifesting my current husband, who is my life partner and my perfect partner for me. Uh, I did quite a bit of work with the law of attraction. There's a book actually called the law of attraction by Michael Lozier, Canadian, um, who wrote this book and taught, taught us how to change the way that we think about, um, you know, we often, when we're looking to attract something, uh, it, we, we ask for what we don't want. We're like, Oh, I don't want someone who, you know, doesn't call me back. I don't want someone who is this many years older than me. I don't want someone who I don't, I don't, I don't. And the universe doesn't hear the don't part and you end up attracting the same thing over and over again, especially if you've been in difficult relationships or even in abusive relationships, which is why we see this happening again and again with people that get caught in this really terrible cycle is because they're focusing on, well, I don't want to end up in that same situation again. In this book, he teaches us to shift to what do I actually want? What do I actually want to manifest? Changing our language into attracting a partner um, that is our ideal partner. And that is um, with some of that work, I actually did manifest someone that is my perfect partner. He's perfect for me down to like, I wrote down that I wanted to be with someone who was within eight years of my age, older or younger. So he's six and a half years younger. Um, I wanted someone that was between five foot 10 and six foot two with dark hair and blue eyes. And my husband is six foot two with dark hair and blue eyes. So that was worth being specific about. 
Well, and that is so important. And I know uh, I have a lot of friends in, in the in the dating realm, and, and so many people tend to focus on what they despise or dislike in former or or current relationships. And I actually I read that book, so thank you for the recommendation. And I loved the book because it really it dumbs down in um, the whole law of attraction. It's like the cliff note version. Yeah. It's so easy to understand and do. And what I love about in the exercises, whether it's finances a job you want to, a relationship, whatever. It's so important. I love the two column aspect that you have to get out and, or Abraham Hicks talks about contrast. You have to have these experiences with jobs, money, and people to know what you don't want. And so now you write out all those things. And then I love what you did, how specific you were, the reversal of, okay, so now I know what I don't want. What do I want? And then you just focus on the right column. Yeah. And it, it's, it is, it sounds so incredibly simple, but it actually is. And that I think is like the key is like, you start from a place of gratitude for what you have and where you are today and what's already working in your life. And then you add this, like, what is it that I actually am clear on what I want to bring into my life? I mean, it's, we know that the more we are grateful for what we already have, the more we attract into our lives. So why not use gratitude as part of a strategy to attract that ideal partner, to attract that ideal work that lights you up, to attract your ideal financial situation? I want to mention one last thing about a gratitude intention that I think is really important, is that when you write a gratitude intention, it has to feel good for you. So if you write down, uh, I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm making $10,000 a month and you write that down and you're like, I don't know, like that seems like a lot of money. I'm not sure if I can get there. I don't know if that's aligned with who I am. It won't happen. But if you change your wording perhaps to, I am so happy and grateful now that I am of service to 10 new coaching clients every single month because that will bring me the money that I've been looking for. But you change the words instead of a financial number to how many people am I going to be of service to? And if that aligns with you better and lights you up more, it's more likely to manifest more quickly. So now that we've talked about the, the power of a gratitude practice and the intentions and what you can manifest and bring into your life, now can you talk about having at least laying this foundation and having that in place for when things don't go as planned? Yeah. And I think it's important that I started there because that's how I started. I started when things were going well, built this beautiful daily gratitude practice. I was doing this every single night. I was teaching it to others. It was really ingrained. So what happened is I mentioned at the beginning, I have a daughter. She's now nine. And uh, about a year and a half after I started this practice, I got pregnant for the second time and really excited. We always assumed we would have more than one child. Uh, we, you know, I do suffer from endometriosis, but I, you know, had some surgery to clean things up. I thought everything was going to be fine. So it, it didn't even occur to me that like something could happen. Actually, I didn't even worry about that. But uh, what happened was um, I passed the 12 week mark where you think everything is safe and good. And at 15 weeks gestation, I had a traumatic miscarriage at home. And, you know, for women, um, miscarriage is a lot more common than we would talk about. And it's very hidden and it's very secret and it's very traumatic. And I, you know, went through a really 
difficult day. Um, I had ended up at the hospital. I had to have an emergency surgery. I literally was home like four hours later. It was crazy. I got out of the hospital after having lost a baby, had a surgery. And then we picked up my daughter at daycare on the way home. And she was too young to even know what had happened. So she didn't even know that I was pregnant or anything. And that night, uh, somehow I picked up my gratitude journal and I wrote in my journal. Now I was not grateful for what had happened. No, that's not what I wrote in my journal. I wrote that I was grateful that my daughter was at daycare because she only went part-time so she could have been home. That would have been terrible. I was grateful that emergency services were able to break down the front door because I had locked the door and, you know, they had to break down the door And I was grateful for the nurses at the hospital. And I said to myself, if I can write in my gratitude journal on what was then the worst day of my life, I need to share this practice with others in in a bigger way. I need to really get my message out. And what I did actually to heal from this miscarriage was I wrote my book. So I wrote my book, 30 Days of Gratitude, and I really wrote it in just over 30 days uh, we edited it for another month, submitted it um, to Balboa Press, which is a self-publishing arm of Hay House. And less than four months after this tragedy had happened in our lives, I launched my book. So, you know, that was a really terrible experience that a lot of women go through and don't have any way to even deal or heal. And it was this gratitude practice that I had built that allowed me to not only heal, but to share this message of gratitude and healing with so many other people. And then in that, how hopefully you resonated and connected with the other women or people that have gone through similar traumatic experiences to, for them to step into this gratitude practice and, and to find the, not a benefit, but kind of like to, is it, how would you even say that to pull them through the challenging times? What was it? What it is, is about perspective. So we know that really difficult things are going to happen in our lives. We know that we're going to be exposed to trauma and loss. That's part of our human experience. So I never want to uh, encourage anybody to be grateful for a loss or a trauma or anything that happens, especially in the moment. But sometimes The only thing when someone's going through a trauma, the only thing that they can potentially even find gratitude for is their own breath or their own heart beating. And sometimes even that can be really hard. So it's really going to that place of emotion where you might be in feeling anger, depression, sadness, guilt. And it's that little, little tiny bit of gratitude in that small moment that can help you kind of go up the ladder of emotional resonance to eventually get to a place where you can actually live as a grateful person. And that the faster you work through it is really a a comment on your, not a comment, but a a reflection of your own personal healing process. There's no right or wrong. There's no, there's no too slow, too fast. It doesn't matter. But for me, that little shred of gratitude is what is, is what's going to get us up the ladder one little step at a time. Something I've heard time and time again, which I know is so powerful because I feel that so much of society, they suppress emotions. They don't want to deal with things. And I have learned and been taught that you have to feel it to heal it. And so going through that process and giving yourself compassion and, and asking for help, right? 
Yeah. And it's interesting because you mentioned, did I, you know, was I really talking about this a lot after the book? And what's interesting is I, I wasn't really sharing my story about, like I would mention I had a miscarriage, but I wasn't really sharing the story too much at the beginning. It was, it was harder than I thought. Um, and then another, unfortunately, a year and a half later, uh, I did get pregnant a third time and I was definitely more cautious this time. I like, I didn't know what would happen, but we were grateful for the blessing. We, you know, we just prayed that everything would work. And I suffered a second miscarriage at 12 weeks this time, like so close. Right. And, uh, I had to have the same procedure again, went to the hospital, all of that. I actually did write in my gratitude journal again when I got home from the hospital, but things kind of took a turn for the worst. Uh, unfortunately, after that experience, I ended up with a, a bacterial infection called invasive group A strep, which is actually something that um, most people don't survive. So uh, in order for me uh, to heal, I had to be put in a medically induced coma. And I spent a week uh, asleep and healing. And when I finally did wake up, I really, truly, like, I understand what it means to wake up with gratitude. I understand what it means to be so close to losing your life that every moment is filled with gratitude. Five years later, it's been five years, actually, unbelievably, I can't believe it's been five years since this happened. Um, Do I look back at the experience with gratitude? No. Do I look back at the lessons and the gifts that I've received from that? Yes. And just now, you know, in this last year has been the time when I've really been comfortable sharing what I've been through because what I've realized is the more that I can be authentic about my own experiences of my own trauma, it's my trauma, it's not yours. And if you happen to have a miscarriage, your trauma is not going to be the same as mine. But by sharing my story and being more authentic and sharing how gratitude has been a part of my healing now I'm really helping others. Now I'm really connecting with others on a much deeper level because they can see and recognize that I've been through something super difficult, but I've also healed and come out the other side. That's so powerful. So then I have a question for you. What is one key takeaway you want listeners to get from this conversation? For me, it always goes back to the one simple message that I have is to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Uh, how can you remember to do that? A couple simple things you can do is you can change the name of your alarm. So let's say you use your phone as your alarm, which most people do. Make sure your phone's on airplane mode before you go to bed, but change the name of your alarm to I am grateful or, or wake up with gratitude or whatever. You can change the name of your alarm on your phone. Uh, you can also just put a sticky note on your wall. So when you turn, it says, I am grateful. Thank you for this gift of another day whatever. You can also put a thank you card on your bedside table to remind you to say thank you. So those simple things can help you to actually remember to wake up with gratitude. And I believe the key is this is a daily practice. You don't do it once, a daily practice. It absolutely is. But also I don't give yourself a hard time. If you do it one day and forget the next, it's a habit that you're going to create. You will forget some days and that's okay. It's overall... The first thing you see in the morning, if it's turning off your alarm, it says something about gratitude. That's a huge start. Yeah. I would like to ask you a few questions rapid fire to wrap up the interview. And the first one being, what is a quote or motto that you live by? 
Besides my own, um, I love that uh, being thankful for the the gift of another day because it's a present. So um, the quote is actually, uh, it's not on the top of my head right now, but it's really about, it's Melody Beattie that just shares about being really grateful for today, being a gift. And that's why it's called the present. So Melody Beattie is my favorite gratitude author. Yes. I love that. Second question for you. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Well, I'm actually rereading Think and Grow Rich. So one of the classics, but I've gotten back into it and I'm reading it again. And it's, it's, you know what the messages about mindset are just as valuable as they were uh, when it was written in the 1930s. I I have to tell you, uh, Napoleon Hill, love him. He actually, there's some sort of special on Amazon prime that I came across and I started. Yeah. um, I haven't finished it, but if you like think and grow rich, it's another book by him that actually it's kind of been under wraps, but it's called Outwitting the Devil. Mm-hmm. That book is will blow your mind. Yay for Napoleon Hill, right? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Okay, final question for you. Yeah. What advice would you give your younger self? I would definitely encourage my younger self to focus on gratitude first. Um, just a quick story to finish up. Uh, this summer, I, I had kept all my high school journals. I actually had them. And this summer I took them out of a box and started reading them again. And I'm like, this girl was so unhappy and so negative and just a lot of really not great stuff going on in her life. And so what I did is I burned them. I put a little campfire, my little campfire pit outside, and I just ripped the pages out of the journal and burned them. And I was sending love to that younger version of myself and encouraging her to focus on more of the things that she could be grateful for instead of talking about all the stuff that was not going right in her life. Because whatever you focus on expands. Yeah. I love Teenage that. years are tough. So <laughs> a little bit of gratitude, I think goes a long way when you're going through that uh, high school angst for sure. Yes. Great note to end on. Julie, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your story. I am so incredibly grateful to be a part of your community to share my message of gratitude and love and kindness. Thank you so much, Heather. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. To connect with me even further, follow me on Instagram at heather.hakes. You can find me on YouTube to get even more information and video content and my website, heatherhakes.com. I'll catch you on the next episode.